0: Welcome to the Monday edition of Transformation Radio.
1: Yeah, my name is uh, Brother Liggett Gators, and I'm from Sainsville, Ohio, He's 40. Uh, came to Columbus uh, about 10 years ago, had a son, things went pretty rough. First grew up in a church home, I ended up getting into drugs and recidivation. And God came to me and asked me, you know, where I was at in life, and He introduced me to the refuge, and since I've been here, my life has really changed, man. It's a uh, it's a really awesome program. You know, I'm really uh, interested in continuing on uh, with this ministry, and to grow in the Lord and be the man that God has called for me to be. May God bless you. And now we turn our attention to today's reading of the New Testament. And we'll be looking into the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 31, where we'll read about confusion. Mary jumped to conclusions and soon had Peter and John on the run. They were busy, but they had nothing to say and were accomplishing very little. They saw the evidence for the resurrection, but it did not change their lives. They needed a meeting with the living Christ. We'll read about love. Unbelief blinds our eyes to the Lord's presence. See, when he speaks his word to us, faith and love are rekindled. Mary was changed from a mourner to a missionary when she met the living Lord. And then we'll read about peace. Locked doors will not give you peace, nor will they keep out your loving Savior. He comes with a message of peace based on His sacrifice on the cross. And also packed into this passage, we'll read about faith. There is so much here. The Lord tenderly deals with our doubts and unbelief. We today cannot see him or feel his wounds, but we have the Word of God to assure us. When your faith falters, do not ask for signs. Open his Word and let him reassure you. And now let's read the reassuring Word of God here in the New Testament. June 1st, the New Testament. John chapter 20, verses 1-31 through 31. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stopped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. FOR UNTIL THEN THEY STILL HADN'T UNDERSTOOD THE SCRIPTURES THAT SAID JESUS MUST RISE FROM THE DEAD. THEN THEY WENT HOME. MARY WAS STANDING OUTSIDE THE tomb CRYING, AND AS SHE WEPT, SHE STOPPED AND LOOKED IN. SHE SAW TWO WHITE-ROBED ANGELS, ONE SITTING AT THE HEAD AND THE OTHER AT THE FOOT OF THE PLACE WHERE THE BODY OF JESUS HAD BEEN LYING. "'Dear woman, why are you crying?' THE ANGELS ASKED HER. "'Because they have taken away my Lord,' she replied." and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni! which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. "'Peace be with you,' he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again he said, "'Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you.' Then he breathed on them and said, "'Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven.' One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, you will have life by the power of His name. Today we're reading from the book of Psalm 119, verses 153 through 176. And here we'll read about the fact that one of the most difficult things in the life of faith is to be accused by Satan and ungodly people. Plead my cause, praise the psalmist, and God defended him. When the enemy accuses you, let the word of God assure you. For the word is truth. If Satan tries to drag you into his court, well, read Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. Knowing the word of God and obeying it will bring joy to your heart The kind of joy you would have if you found a buried treasure or inherited a fortune if material wealth is your goal. God's Word will not be a joy to you. But if you love the Word more than money, you will have eternal spiritual treasures. Along with joy, you'll experience love and hope. These are treasures that money cannot buy. If you put the Word of God first in your life, You'll have something to sing about. Spontaneously, you'll find yourself singing God's Word and turning statutes into songs. You see, when your heart delights in God's law, your lips must declare God's praise. After all, you talk about the things you love, right? When God's Word fills your heart, the right words will come out of your mouth. Psalm 119, verses 153 through 176. Resh. Look upon my suffering and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, Yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart, because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Shin. Powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. I rejoice in your word, like one who discovers a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day, because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I long for your rescue, Lord. So I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and laws, because you know everything I do. Taw. O Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. O LORD, I HAVE LONGED FOR YOUR RESCUE, AND YOUR INSTRUCTIONS ARE MY DELIGHT. LET ME LIVE SO I CAN PRAISE YOU, AND MAY YOUR REGULATIONS HELP ME. I HAVE WANDERED AWAY LIKE A LOST SHEEP. COME AND FIND ME, FOR I HAVE NOT FORGOTTEN YOUR COMMANDS. PROVERBS 16, VERSES 14 AND 15 THE ANGER OF THE KING IS A DEADLY THREAT. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain.
2: Until you stop breathing, until you stop bleeding, until your heart stops kicking. It's hard times when it's long days and the enemy is right up in your face when your back's against the ropes and you're feeling all alone. The voice saying you're gone.
0: From wherever you've been, come broken hearted, let the rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow
2: that heaven can't heal. Earth has no
0: sorrow.
3: In touch devotion.
1: Today's scripture reading is verses 31 and 32 of Ephesians chapter 4. Let all bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you.
3: One of the most destructive attitudes, if not the most destructive, for a Christian to display is hate. Think about it. How well can the saving light of Jesus Christ shine in a life that is totally shrouded in loathing, rage, and malice? And what picture of Christ does this type of person show to the unbelieving world? Hate is a total breakdown in the Christ-like attitude we're called to exhibit. Yet even in churches, it's not hard to find individuals just brimming over with hostility. Where does it come from? One of the key reasons believers are so prone to hatred is an inability to forgive those who have caused them hurt, especially when such treatment is undeserved. Let's take a hate test. Think about someone who hurt you in the past, and consider these heart checks. 1. If you hate someone, you cannot shake the memory. Does the scene play out in your mind over and over? 2. If you hate someone, you cannot wish him or her well. Do you genuinely wish the best for a person who has hurt you? And 3. If you hate someone, you want that person to hurt just as you hurt. Do you secretly desire this individual to experience the same pain that was thrust upon you? If these questions have revealed any hidden animosity in your heart, Don't leave your chair until you prayerfully meditate on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. First, read the passage aloud. Then, personalize it into a prayer and let God's Holy Spirit cleanse your heart of hatred by empowering you to forgive an old hurt.
4: When it's coming apart You had it all It wasn't enough No, it's not enough They tell you it's not worth the price So just let it go But you know you can You know you won't It's not easy, no, finding the words to say When you're feeling lost, you'll find your way The words on your soul. It's not easy knowing, finding the words to say. When you're feeling lost, you'll find your way. The world is so broken, it's all down. Nobody stands Stand on your own
5: Alba Colin from Columbus, Ohio, who's an auditor, said, John, talk about grateful. Alba, I grew up in Circleville, Ohio, just 25 miles straight south on Route 23. My wife, Margaret, grew up in Jilicothe, 20 more miles straight south. I'm a Buckeye. I love the word grateful. It's something that I look for in the lives of people that I'm going to develop relationships with. Because when I express gratitude, I'm saying a couple of things. I'm saying, first of all, I realize that what I have, I don't deserve. That there is a creator that has bestowed upon me blessings that, that I probably don't deserve within myself. But I want to express my gratitude because it's a wonderful way to also share our indebtedness to others, to God. And then when I think of the word grateful. I think of the fact that it is a, an attitude of life. There are just some people who every day have what I call an attitude of gratitude. Quick story. My grandchildren a few years ago, Thanksgiving, we decided to do a Thanksgiving program for the family. We had extended family there. Myra went out and bought Thanksgiving costumes for all the five babies. I dressed them up. We brought him out. We had a little, kind of a little recital that we did. And one of the things the kids learned, and little John, who was at four at that time, he had to say the the expression, I want to have an attitude of gratitude. And he tried it four or five times. He kept getting confused. And finally looked at me and said, Papa, this is hard to have gratitude. And I started laughing. And I thought, he doesn't understand what he said, but it really is true. If we're grateful, it's a choice. And I encourage you today. Have a choice of gratitude.
2: Who is like you Took the sin of the world on your shoulders You did it so willingly God, the price you paid will forever be enough And the life you gave, yeah, you gave it all for love Power
0: For listening, make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.